When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. We're going to be talking housewives in a minute. Atlanta, New Jersey, Dallas, and Orange County. We're going to talk about them all. Before we do, I have a very exciting Everything Iconic announcement. I've been waiting to talk about this, and I'm so super excited. Everything Iconic is hitting the road. That's right. I'm going to be doing some live shows around the country. There are six dates, so it's a little winter 2020 tour. Uh, All the dates are in February, March, and then the last date is April 1st. So I'm going to be coming to Cobbs in San Francisco, the Loft in Atlanta, the Addison Improv in Dallas, the DC Improv in Washington, DC, the Punchline in Philadelphia, and finally Park West. In Chicago, the Midwest. I'm so excited, you guys. I hope you'll come out and see me. Each live show, I'll be talking housewives. We'll be doing a little recap. There might be a guest. I'm very, very excited. Not only that, it's going to be 
uh, Vanderpump Rules season will be on. And then also, I believe Roni will be on around that time. So I'm very excited. We'll have lots to talk about. I can't wait. There'll also be VIP tickets available if you want to come meet me and hopefully we'll get to chat and hang out. Tickets will go on sale this Friday, December 13th at 10 a.m. local time. I'm giving all the regular listeners a heads up and then I'll announce it on social media after that. But I hope you guys will get tickets this Friday, 10 a.m. Go to everythingiconic.com and I'll have links there uh, as soon as I have the links. Um, But they'll be officially on sale on Friday. And I'm so excited, you guys. I hope you'll show up. I was had so much fun doing the live shows in the fall. I did New York and LA, and I've been dying to get to other places. So I hope you'll come see me, and uh, we'll talk Housewives, we'll talk Bravo, and we'll have a good time. A gay old time, if you will. I'm very excited. So please get the tickets there, and I'll announce on social media late Friday or, or in the afternoon on Friday so that everyone can buy them. But I wanted to give you guys a heads up first. Now, I also have to mention that this week has been crazy. Fancy AF Cocktails, the book that I co-wrote with Ariane and Tom, it's on sale now. It's been a crazy week. It came on sale last week, and it's been so super fun. I did a little book signing at The Grove here in LA, which I felt very Valerie Cherish because I did the book signing with Ariana and Tom. And I just assumed that everyone was just there to see them, you know? I didn't even know that I was going to be signing books, but Ariana and Tom, they're so nice and They've been including me in everything, which is incredibly kind of them, because they certainly don't have to do that. But they uh, were so nice, so I did the signing with them, but I didn't know. I just assumed no one was there to see me, so I tried to like hide in the corner of the pictures. So like <laughs> The Barnes & Noble staff like took a photo of everyone who came and got their book signed, and I was like... I was trying to be in the corner so that if anyone wanted to crop me out, it was like very easy to crop me out of the photo. <laughs> Even my signing, like when I was signing it, I was like, I'm going to sign in like the bottom corner so that people can easily just like take a photo for Instagram and crop me out. <laughs> but it was so, so fun. And a lot of people, uh, my parents were there and a lot of people were going up to my mom, Linda, who's queen icon legend. And they were <laughs> telling her, they were asking about the bold ass woodpecker. Because Linda and Gary were in town. They were in town for the signing. And then we had a big fancy AF, like, not premiere, but like a big party last night, actually. And so my parents got to go to that. They did the red carpet. Um, And it was so fun seeing people go up to my mom and asking about the bold-ass woodpecker. But I'm a little bit hungover, a little bit congested. Uh, It was a wild, a wild night, but very fun. I have to say, real quick, a little Linda detour when she was here, my mom. And I, we talk about candles, right? Like, I love a candle. You guys know that. And my mom, Linda, loves a candle. So naturally, conversation tends to go to Bath & Body Works candles, right? Like, that's what we talk about. And my mom told me that she's convinced one of her... <laughs> she's convinced one of the candles she has, like, is lighting on its own. <laughs> I swear to God, she told me, she's like, Dan, I left the room and then came back and it was lit. And I said, well, did dad light it? She goes, no, your father wasn't even home. I swear, that candle lights on its own. And I was like, Mom, the candle doesn't just light on its own. She's like, Dan, you don't understand. I put the cap back on, I came in the room, and it was lit. <laughs> like, Mom, you must have lit it and like left the room and then came back and like forgot you did that. Dan, I don't have Alzheimer's yet. It's lighting itself. She's like, I put the cap on, and I get rid of the flame, and then I leave the room, and I come back, and it's lit. Does it do that on yours? And I said, Mom, no, my candles don't do that. Like It's impossible. It's like, that's magic. I said, that's not something that happens. We don't live in a Harry Potter movie. The candles don't just light themselves. It's like, Dan, you don't understand. Every time I leave the room, I come back, it's lit. It's lighting 
on its own. And I'm like, Mom, maybe you have a visitor, or maybe one of my brothers or somebody's coming over and lighting it and like playing a prank on you, or my dad's playing a prank on you. It's like, Dan, no one is there. We know no one's in the house. It's lighting on its own. <laughs> so she's convinced the Bath and Body Works have like special power candles, which would be great. And I know they have electronic ones, but like regular candles don't just light themselves. Um, but Linda's con- convinced of it. And you know what? Who knows? Who are we to judge? Maybe there's some magic going on in that house. I don't know. I don't live there anymore. Who knows? Anyway, they just left. They're headed to Vegas today. So they just left town, but it was so nice having them. I always like having Linda and Gary in town, and I'll see them next week for Christmas. So uh, we have to talk about Atlanta Housewives, you guys. We got to get into this. Did your situation with Dennis inspire you to have a snap back? Snatch my body for a man. Now I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It'll do what it do. Okay. So this can be really tight, okay? Okay. It literally feels like you're taking a big poop. Oh, okay. Like a big poop? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to want to take a deep breath then. I wasn't ready. Okay. This is the weirdest bill I've ever felt in my life. It's my wig, right? So this week in Atlanta Housewife, we had the big Marlo wig launch, which was delightful and also very shocking. I like can't understand how like Marlo is having a wig line. After last season, she got dragged so hard by Eva and that. Uh, trip they took about her wigs. It's just like so funny to me that she's having a wig launch. But we open the episode with Portia and Tanya doing cool sculpting. And of course, I could watch Portia do anything. Like she makes me laugh so hard. She was saying, it feels like my organs are outside my body. <laughs> she just cracks me up. And then they were like talking about the wig launch. And then they started talking about how they were going to Carnival. And I'm very excited about this trip, first of all, because I watched that VH1 show, Girls Trip. Was that what it's called? Or Girls Cruise with Lil' Kim and Maya and uh, Chili from TLC. And they went to Carnival, and they were the most boring people on TV. Like, this show was very boring. But they went to Carnival, and it looked like so much fun. And so I'm very excited for Atlanta ladies to go, because I think it'll be a good time. But I could have watched them cool sculpting forever because then they like went and changed and they're in a doctor's office, you guys. It's like, this is a hospital facility. <laughs> People had to get uh, very heavy degrees to get into this office. And Portia and Tanya, like, Tanya goes and changes into like her Carnival costume at the doctor's office. And then they just start twerking. Like, she tells Portia they're going to go to this Carnival in Canada. And then they just start twerking in the doctor's office in costume. And I thought, where else are we seeing this on TV? This is something we're not getting anywhere else. We're not getting anywhere else on TV. You're not going to turn on, I don't know, HBO and see something like this. They ain't doing this on Big Little Lies, let me tell you that. They're not doing this on Morning Show on Apple TV. Although I am loving, I am loving, side note, Morning Show on Apple TV. It's very bizarre. There was a musical number by Jennifer Aniston, which was highly unexpected. It's very, very weird. Very weird. But I love every second of it. And... It's like almost good, but it's neither here nor there. The point is, on Atlanta, I could watch Portia do anything. We cut to Candy and Todd. They're playing a very fancy Connect Four. I've never seen such a Connect Four. Did you see when they were playing that? It was like a very nice one. Where did they get that? Is that a Tiffany Connect Four set? I mean, my God, it looked nice. Gotta say, I'm turning on Todd very rapidly. Very rapidly. You know, I always thought that... Mama Joyce back in the day when she had such a problem with Todd, 
I always thought she was too hard on Todd. And now I'm like turning on Todd so hardcore and so fast. I really am disliking him this season. And I don't like, did you guys see that interview he did? Him and Candy gave an interview and Candy said that like when they had, when they first got their new baby, Todd was like going out to a club two nights in a row that first week the new baby was home. And I thought, you know what, Todd, that's not okay. You don't bring a baby, a new baby home from the hospital and then go out twice in a row. What are you going out for anyway? Do you really need to go to the club that bad? And if you do, one night's enough. You don't really need to go out two nights in a row. You're, you got a newborn baby at home. There's no reason Candy should be home alone with that newborn baby. And you're going to the club. What do you got to go to the club for? What are these guys in Atlanta doing at the club every night? I don't like to go to the club at all, and I don't have no kids. What are you doing at the club? What are you doing there? I go out once every two months. That's that's what I make it out. I made it out last night, and that was enough. But I'm turning on Todd. Then we cut to Cynthia Noel, and I just have to say, Cynthia's making guacamole. I love a homemade guacamole. And Matthew, my boyfriend, he makes the most amazing guacamole. If I can get him to give me the recipe, which I don't think I can because he's very secretive about his recipe, but his guacamole, like, I make him make it for anyone that comes over. I'm like, Matt, you need to get to the store and get your guacamole stuff because it's so fucking good. I swear it's like better than a restaurant guacamole. And he needs to give out the recipe because I swear it's to die for. But apparently Cynthia makes good guac too. Um, so then we see Nini and Candy. They meet and they obviously hate each other. I don't think Nini and Candy have ever liked each other. Not one second. Not one second. There's been times they've made truces. But let me tell you something. They fucking hate each other. They don't like each other. Not one lick. <laughs> they look at each other with such disgust. And seeing them sit down for a cocktail or lunch or dinner, it's just so much tension in the air. And they're clearly doing it for the paycheck. And I appreciate that. They're both hustlers. They both got to do the job. But they've never once liked each other. And I enjoy watching that dynamic. But they talk about Portia and Dennis. And it's so funny because Nini's like, is Dennis sleeping with pets? Because <laughs> there's that rumor about the, there's that bestiality rumor, which I don't mean to laugh about, but it's literally the most insane thing we've seen on a Housewives franchise. <laughs> bestiality. I like can't, I, I laugh out of nervousness because it's the most insane storyline we've had. And then Nini says, uh, damn, Portia. <laughs> she said, damn, does Portia need a rabies shot? <laughs> Then she mentioned, Nini mentioned PetSmart, and I just lost it, you guys. Like, I lost it. She said, <laughs> and like, she said it so seriously, like, does Portia need a rabies shot? Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys, this show, these shows are the best. God bless. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Um, But then Nini, tell, Nini tells Gandhi that there's an audio recording of Cynthia talking shit about her. 100% believe it. I 100% believe it. I hope we get to hear this audio clip at some point in the season. I don't want I, I don't want it to be one of these things that we're just talking about, uh, like Melissa talking about how she might have another child. I don't want it to be one of those things. We need to hear the audio recording. So I hope Bravo producers aren't just presenting this storyline, and then they're going to lose it. But I believe that this exists. I don't know who has it, but I believe. And Cynthia says she's not worried about it at all. She should be. She should be, I think. So then we cut to everyone getting ready and going to this Marlo event. Uh, Portia talks about running into Nini, and I gotta say, you guys, Portia describing her relationship with Nini is so fucking funny. She says, <laughs> she says, Nini called me a pig and fat, and then I posted the text messages, and then they show the text messages that 
Portia had posted on her Instagram. And then they act like they could be fine after that. Like if somebody, <laughs> if somebody called me like fat or a pig and then posted text messages that I like sent them of me or, or of them calling me all these names, and then me calling them, like there's no way that I would have any sort of relationship with that person. But on Housewives, it's like we expect them to just make up <laughs> and they literally go so low. Like these are things that I in real life would never be able to get over. But on the show, when they present it to us, it's like, yeah, so we'll probably make up eventually. And it's like, what? <laughs> How the fuck are you going to make up after that? I don't understand. Uh, so it's revealed that Eva's not coming. Her and Marlo don't get along. Fine. Is Eva really bringing that much to the show? I'm not, I, don't, I don't think so. We do have one of Marlo's people gets on the microphone. It was so funny when she was uh, welcoming everyone. She said, Welcome to Marlo Hampton's hot, elegant hair installation. <laughs> oh my god, her hot, elegant hair installation. Then there was just like a wall of wings. <laughs> I love the show. What's going on in Atlanta? Every event that we ever ha- see in Atlanta, they all are fanning themselves. Like, there's never uh, air conditioning in any of these venues. Every single time I see Portia, she's like got a paper in her hand and she's fanning herself. Or Kenya, they're all fanning themselves the whole time because it must be so hot in these. I know Atlanta's a hot place, but don't any of these venues have air conditioning? I would imagine no matter how hot it is inside, at least if you got central air in the building, you wouldn't have to be fanning yourselves. Every single time in Atlanta, we go to an event. No matter who throws it, no matter where it is, there's not a single bit of air coming through those ventilation systems. Not a lick of it. <laughs> oh my god. Then Kenya shows up. She said she wasn't going to show up, and then she shows up with a fucking marching band and her more hair care. <laughs> and Portia laughs so hard at it because it's ridiculous. And look, Kenya's really working for that paycheck, and I appreciate that. I'm happy about it. Meanwhile, Portia's doubled over laughter. Nini gets out her compact mirror and starts do- doing her makeup because she hates Kenya. It's so funny. So, so funny. And Kenya's signs say, your edges matter. And then Kenya just gives out products. Marlo does not know what to do. She tries to like play it off like she's cool, but you know she's fuming inside. Kenya says, Marlo's not known for her good hair or her good edges. And Marlo, I thought, at first took it in stride. She really seemed to take it much better than I would have thought. I mean, she did make fun of Kenya's eyebrows for a minute, um, but that's to be expected. And then we moved on fairly quickly, but Marlo did seem to lose it a little bit later. Once she kind of got her bearings, then she started to react a little bit more. Um, but Kenya said, I think to Candy and Portia, that she didn't know if she'd make it. And then I think it was Candy who said, but you had a whole band ready. <laughs> and then Kenya's like, well, yeah, maybe I did. <laughs> so funny. Then Marlo snaps and asks security to escort Kenya out. And Kenya refuses. Kenya's just like, nope, that's my, she says, that's my thing. As if calling security on other cast members is like only something that Kenya can do, which I appreciate. So then Marlo and Yovana start a chant for Kenya to leave. This is such a messy event, you guys. It's so messy. And Nini just leaves. She says, this is not my life. I've been there, done that. But Nini, that's what the show is. So I understand if that's not your life anymore and you don't want to do it. But then you're a cast member on the show and that's what the whole show is. So we need the, we need Nini to either play ball, which when Nini plays ball, there's no one better. Nini's a fantastic housewife when she's doing her role as a housewife, but there's too many times where Nini's just like, I'm leaving. And Nini, I, 
just wish she would stick around because she's so good when she sticks around. And I love her commentary. I love her getting into it with the women. I just can't have Nini just like leaving every event. And I understand that she wants to leave those events because in real life, we would all leave. We'd say, I don't want to deal with this. Although I would watch, but (laughs) I would sit and watch. But I understand the impetus to leave. But as a housewife, I can't have Nini leaving every event because it's happening too often. Uh, anyway, then Kenya leaves. Cynthia's sticking up for Kenya. Look, Kenya's working for that peach. That's all I'm saying. That's the end of the episode. Next week, Portia and Dennis, we see them at counseling. We see Kenya with maybe a divorce lawyer, something like that. I don't know. The divorce stuff is very dark, but you know, it's not as dark as that movie Marriage Story. Did you guys see that on Netflix? Oh my God, you guys, I had to turn it off halfway. It's too dark for me. Not saying it's not a good movie. It's just, I tried to watch it with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver and Queen Icon Legend Laura Dern. Laura was great and I wanted to see all of her stuff, but I just, it was too heavy for me. I started to feel myself sinking into that dark place just even while I was watching it. And when I saw that movie Blue Valentine, Remember that movie with Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling? We saw that, Matt and I saw that in the theater, and we immediately broke up afterwards, because I like fell into this very dark place, and I can't watch things like that. I had to turn it off, so I'm not sure if it's good or not, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So that's Atlanta. Okay, Orange County. We have got to talk about the episode, but before we do, I have to say that there are these rumors going around on the internet that Megan King Edmonds might be coming back next season. Apparently. Allegedly, she was at Bronwyn's birthday party or something. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. I want a reboot of Orange County. Like, I want a huge cast overhaul because I think they need it. But I don't know if bringing back Megan King Edmonds is the answer. I think maybe just we need some new people. That's what I would do. I would keep Kelly, Emily, and I would bring in some new people. And I would keep Shannon, too. I would keep Shannon. And I would like to see Shannon without the Trace Amoebas or Boilus or... (laughs) Whatever the fuck they call themselves. I would like some new people, but I really want Emily and Kelly back. That's who I really want back, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anyway, on Orange County, we're still on vacation. Uh, whose idea was it to go in the pool? This is not okay, you guys. And why did the ambulance have to have sirens on when they took us away? Everyone's hungover. Vicky's very hungover. She's in a cast. And I have to talk about something for a second. Now, we saw in last week's episode at the end, Vicky went off in the ambulance because she had fallen over by the pool. And I just have to say, we have to stop taking the time and taking advantage of our emergency responders. They shouldn't be having to report to these housewives. Look, they're emergency responders. They're heroes. We do not need them tending to Vicky or Shannon every time they fall or get bumped in the head. These people, these medical professionals, they do not have time to be wasting to go pick up Vicky from the hotel or the motel or the Holiday Inn and bring him to a hospital because they're just looking for drama for the TV show. You mean to tell me that Vicky was actually hurt? There's no way she was hurt, you guys. She fell over. We saw it on camera. She's fallen a hundred times. They showed that montage last week of Vicky falling. She's fallen a hundred times. That body is like clay. It's malleable. It's like a, what's that? (laughs) Play-Doh. It's like Play-Doh. Vicky falls and she's fine. We don't need her hauling off in an ambulance, but we know that Vicky wanted a full-time orange. And I feel like she called the ambulance. She's like, this will be good for my storyline. This will be good drama. So she called the ambulance. She did it that other time when she was in Ireland. We saw Shannon go off when she got bumped in the head. But I can't do it with the emergency responders. Like, leave them the fuck alone. They're busy at nighttime. This was the middle of the night. They're either busy or if they're not busy, they need to take a break. 
Okay, they have very stressful jobs. They don't need to be tending to Vicky Gumvelson. Taylor Armstrong, enough. I'm tired of seeing it. They're wasting the time with emergency responders. If I see one more goddamn ambulance going for nonsense on one of these Housewives franchises, I'm going to fucking scream because they don't need it. I, there are two things we don't need to see any more of on Orange County, and that's going to the hospital willy-nilly and Tamara's blurred out boobs. We don't need to see that again. Don't need to see it. So I mentioned Emily. She's really winning me, winning me over, and she had a few great lines this episode. One, she said that being on this trip is like being in high school, but instead of the senior girls hating me, it's the senior citizens who hate me. <laughs> and I, it made me laugh. It is a, a little ageist or whatever, but it, I'm sorry. It made me laugh. I liked it. Uh, then uh, that morning or that day, we see half of the women go to the Hemingway Museum. I love the idea of Kelly Dodd at a Hemingway Museum or house or whatever. Like, I love that. Vicky had to Google who he was. <laughs> and then Kelly said he was a big dick daddy. <laughs> I love Kelly Dodd, you guys. She makes me laugh so much. She said Hemingway. I mean, come on. Where else in TV are you going to see a grown woman call Hemingway a big dick daddy? That's <laughs> just fantastic. Meanwhile, Vicky, Shannon, and Tamara, they stick behind, and they're just doing crutch comedy. So they're doing a lot of crutch work, because Vicky had the crutches, and they're just doing a lot of prop comedy with that, and it's just so exhausting to watch. Every time they think they're doing that comedy, ugh, guys. And look, I do a bunch of stupid comedy, too. Look, you're all listening to it. I get on a microphone and do some stupid jokes all the time. But I can't watch Shannon and Tamara and Vicky doing it. They're laughing so fucking hard at that crutch comedy they're doing in that room. Vicky fell again, and that fall was not real. Let me tell you something. I've seen enough falls, enough Pratt falls to know that that was not real. Vicky was like, oh, I'll just try to use these crutches. And then she like fake fell, but then she, she moved back too far because she wanted to have the bed as her support as she fell. She's not falling. She's making a mockery out of those fucking crutches, and I've had enough. And I was liking Vicky too, you guys. I think I was sticking up for her the earlier this season, and now I'm just like so annoyed with Vicky. So annoyed and seeing this crutch comedy and Shannon and Tamara laughing so hard like Vicky was fucking uh, Nikki Glazer on Netflix or <laughs> who's a comedian? <laughs> I don't know. Who's a comedian with a funny stand-up special? I'm not sure. But the point is, it wasn't like Vicky was doing a Netflix special. Like, we've had enough, Vicky. Stop doing the crutch comedy. She's doing prop comedy like she's Carrot Top. And I've had enough. So then half the group goes jet skiing. It's too divided, this whole group. We saw last week they were going to dinner separately, and now we're seeing them. Some of them are going jet skiing. And <laughs> Kelly tells Gina that she has pancake titties and she needs to get them done. <laughs> Gina was really funny on the jet ski, I thought. It, I feel like I would have been the same way. You know, normally housewives, they sort of do that fake fear. Like Kyle Richards, I always feel like when she gets on a plane... We have to like go through the whole Kyle Richards, like, I'm so scared to fly. And then she'll put a napkin in the middle of her eye and pretend she's crying. Well, I feel like Kyle's always doing that bullshit acting that she's scared. But I genuinely felt like Gina's scared of the water, and I like that. And then when the shark showed up, <laughs> which is so funny, like this woman who's genuinely terrified of water and clearly don't want to do it at all. Like, I truly believe if Gina was just there with her girlfriends, she, there's no way she would be jet skiing. But she's working for the paycheck. She's doing the housewife thing. So she gets on the jet ski, and then a fucking shark shows up, and, then, <laughs> and she's so fearful. She's so fucking scared, and it's just so hysterical to me. I really love Gina and this jet ski. Gina's jet ski work was five-star. Five-star jet ski work. Really loved it. and didn't feel put on in the way that Kyle Richards' fear of planes is. Um, also, we learned that Emily used to date a drug dealer who had a boat and a lot of jet skis. Who knew? Whoa! 
What is that story? Everyone has a story. What is that story? I need to know. Everyone has a story. Different as night and day. I mean, who is this drug dealer? I want to know more, Emily. Emily just lets these little things slip out, and it's like, what? <laughs> Who? Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen. Huh? I can't. Anyway, uh, I can't stop doing that Tim Allen. I did it, I don't know, last week on the show or something, and I can't stop doing a Tim Allen. Like, huh? After I did that Christmas with the Cranks, which, by the way, if you guys are listening to the spinoff podcast, thank you so much. Next week's our last week. So thank you for listening. We've had so much fun. Oh my God, we've had so much fun. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's re- revealed. And look, this show is good, but we can't have two different shows going on. I need them all to get together. Everyone does go to dinner and they go on a booze cruise, but it was like a booze cruise that everyone was invited to. It's like, why don't all the women have their own, uh, they should have their own boat for the show. It was weird to me that they were with all these patrons who were on a booze cruise. And Tamara did say something, didn't the cameras catch it where Tamara said, as they were getting out of the car to go on this booze cruise with the general public, she said something about like not taking photos or something. Ugh, I'm just not liking Tamara. Uh, but it's a booze cruise. It's a booze cruise. And then on that booze cruise, we learned that Emily and Kelly are going to go to anger management, which is fine. Uh, Tamara and Kelly make up more. Fine. Then we're back in Orange County. We see Sean doing that necklace work. And we see Gina at a ceramics class with her kid. I love those ceramic classes. You know, those color me mine or those pottery things where you paint the pottery. Ugh, what a good day. What a good afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to go and paint some pottery, paint a nice bowl that you'll keep in the kitchen for life? Who doesn't? Who doesn't love that? I always have, too. Ever since I was a kid. I think I had one of, uh, I know I had a birthday party at one of those places where everyone got to pick out like one ceramic thing. We didn't have a lot of money, though, so I think like everyone had to pay or something. (laughs) You know, other friends had one where it was like, it was paid for, but I feel like everyone who came to mind, they had to like bring 20 bucks or something to pay for their pottery class. But that's not the point. The point is, Linda and Gary tried their best. That's the point. Uh, but I love those fucking pottery classes. If I could paint a cigarette dish, which when I went as a kid and it was a birthday party, I remember you could pick out a cigarette bowl and that doesn't happen anymore. Now you go into those places, they're not going to let kids paint a cigarette uh, tray. You don't paint a cig tray anymore in 2019. But when I went, I remember, like, literally, I'm sure my parents have a cig tray <laughs> that I painted. My dad used to smoke cigarettes all the time. I remember when I was playing baseball, my dad would, uh, he would either coach first base or third base when I was in li- Little League. And I will never forget, he had the socks up to the knees, the big aviator glasses, and he'd be smoking a cig. And so anyone would get to first base and he would have to, like, tell him when to run, you know? But it would be in between drags of his cigarette. <laughs> that was a different time. Nowadays, could you imagine like the first base coast coach just smoking a cigarette at your kid's little league game? But when I went to the pottery classes, you got to paint in whatever colors you want. You could write the, your parents' name on the cigarette ashtray. Why do I keep calling it a cigarette tray? It's an ashtray. You know what I'm saying? The ashtray. You could paint it there. But I love those pottery pl- classes. Uh, anyway, then we cut to Tamara and Eddie and Bronwyn and the hubby with the necklace and Shannon and her new man. They go to dinner, they talk about how they're planning Vicky's engagement party, whatever. Then we cut to Kelly and Brian at the batting cage. Kelly says that Brian's afraid of commitment. 
this storyline is tough to watch too because we know what happens in real life. We know Kelly's engaged to somebody else. So this whole storyline, I think, would be more interesting if I didn't know anything about real time Kelly Dodd and know that she's engaged to another man. So that's kind of odd. It's odd to watch, I think. And I don't know what the producers are supposed to do. Were they supposed to cut it or what? I don't know. And they have to make choices. Uh, we see Gina. She's packing her Kodo house. Uh, and she's got very Storm X-Men hair. She looked like Storm to me, which I'm not saying I would want her to play Storm in an X-Men movie, but she definitely had like, she cut the hair short. And she reveals that she's not getting divorced. Her and Matt are like working things out. I want her to get away from Matt, and I think she does in real time. But um, I've been sort of staying away from her in real time. So I don't know exactly what's going on in her, with her in real life, but I want her to get away from this asshole. I want her to get away. And then we see a scene with Tamara and Spencer with the hair dyed and the septum ring. And and then uh, he looks totally different. I love a septum ring, too, by the way. But he looks totally different than we just saw him a few weeks ago. So that's troubling to me. Anytime someone makes a drastic physical change, Tamara said he's going through it. He broke up with the girlfriend. And then we see him and Ryan. And I don't want to see Tamara's kid. I don't want to see him. Nope. Not at all. I don't want to see Eddie. I don't want to see the kids. I don't want to see Tamara. I don't want to see any of them. I don't want to see any of the Judge, Barney, whatever, what's their names? <laughs> I want them all out of here. Not on camera. So then we see the anger management session on the beach. Look, this is a boring episode. I even fast forward it. You guys, during that anger management scene on the beach, I fast forward it. I never fast forward. And I'm sorry if I missed something. I was so bored. Truly bored. I'm being honest with you guys. That scene on the beach. And I like Kelly and Emily both. But I'm like, I don't care about any of this. I fast forward it. Next week is thankfully the season finale. It's Vicky's engagement hoedown. <laughs> what a stupid sentence. Vicky's engagement hoedown. We see some Shannon versus Kelly. That's interesting. We see Tamara running off. Now, I have questions about the season because in the previews, we saw Emily confronting Bronwyn about her drinking. What happened with that? There was like a few storylines that were in the trailers that we never ended up seeing. What the fuck? Where are they, people? I need to know what happened. I hope they have one of those episodes. It's like the shit they should have shown or what do they call it? I hope we get one of those. Anyway, that's Orange County. I'm grateful that we're nearing the end. And the reunion's airing all over a week. We're going to get the whole reunion in a week, which is uh, something brand new for Bravo. But we'll see. We'll see. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe. And that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to Get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic.
This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Now on Jersey, let's get into Jersey. We open up with everyone waking up and calling home, which is the exact same way that we opened last week's episode. We can't have openings the same as every week. I can't see them all calling home to their husbands, their boyfriends, whatever. I'm sick of it. Taylor Armstrong, enough. I don't know why we keep doing this. It was the same as last week. Jersey, you guys, I'm having some trouble this year. And I love the Jersey gals. I do, but I'm having some trouble. And I'm finding that the lack of Danielle is troublesome. Because I'm finding that the women are talking about Danielle, which we'll get into that dinner at the end. But it's like we're talking about Danielle, and she's a storyline on the show, but then we're barely seeing her. I would like them, they either need to get rid of Danielle completely, or they need to bring her on more. This in-between thing, last season we had more of Danielle, and I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but this in-between thing is not working, because that whole dinner scene where they were talking about Danielle and Marty... Like, what the fuck? We're not even seeing Danielle. So we shouldn't be talking about the relationship unless we're going to have her as like a main storyline. Because it's just very weird. And then to have the opening be the same week to week, you guys, it's not okay. It's not okay. Although I will say Dolores, she talked to David on the phone. They were FaceTiming. And she said that she's going to throw away the shirt that he's wearing. And then he hung up on her. And I've never felt a more relatable conversation on television in my life. David, sweetheart, what the f*** are you doing with that shirt on? When I come home, say goodbye to that shirt. That shirt you bought in 1988. David, David, I'm talking to you. 
Lawrence, do me a favor. Calm down when I'm talking to you. I know you're talking. I'm keeping my eyes on the road because I'm goodbye. Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt like I was looking at a relationship, uh, my own relationship on screen. I mean, Matt, I think every relationship you have a significant other and they wear a shirt that you hate, right? Like a house. I always say house shirts are like those shirts you wear around the house. And I love a good house shirt, but I try to change mine up all the time. And Matt has one or two where I'm like, I can't look at that again. He had this one that had like Muhammad Ali on it. And I like Muhammad Ali, but I saw it too goddamn much. And I eventually just sent it off to the Goodwill. I just packed it right up. Didn't even say anything. Because I was tired of like trying to tell him to donate it. And like had just gotten too old. It's like we need to replace your house shirts. And so, you know, I just grabbed it and threw it uh in my stuff to go to Goodwill and he never saw it again. So sometimes you gotta do that. But that conversation between Dolores and David when uh she's like, You need to throw away that shirt and then he hung up. I was like, Wow, I'm watching my relationship unfold on screen. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then Melissa Melissa calls Joe Gorka, and she tells him how she had a nice conversation with Teresa on the beach about Joe. And then Joe, about Teresa's Joe. So Melissa and Teresa talked about Joe Giudice and his case and all that on the beach. And then Joe Gorga says to Melissa, she says, reality's starting to set in for Teresa. And I just have to say, shouldn't have reality have set in already for Teresa? I feel like they keep saying that, like, everyone's acting like, well, reality's finally setting in for Teresa. This has been going on for years. This, Teresa went away for, what was it, a year, two years or something? I don't know how long, I forget how long Teresa was in prison. And then she came out, and now her husband has been in prison for multiple years. And I just feel that we should all be accustomed to what's happening. It shouldn't be like, well, reality's finally starting to set in. After seven years of all of us in prison, like, shouldn't the family, which I feel, I feel for this family. I truly do. I was, oh my God, Adriana, and later in the episode, you guys, I was crying along. I was in tears. I felt so bad for the young lady. And those girls, I just want those, everything good for those I just hope those girls, I want the best for them. But I do have to say, like, I'm like, shouldn't they, they all should have gotten it by now. I know Joe is like doing through a different situation. He's trying to do the appeal and stuff, but I still feel like they should all be a little bit more accustomed to it. Anyway, then all the women, they go do something with dolphins. I checked my phone. I was checked out. It's like, I don't care about seeing do dolphin work. What the fuck do I care about them hanging out with the dolphin? It's boring. They were all having a good time. And of course, sometimes I want to see him have a good time, but I don't know. I was not interested. Then we see Melissa and Jackie. They go out to lunch. And Melissa's acting, she orders like a pizza and a salad, and she's acting like she eats so much. She's like, I need my pizza. And I felt like Melissa was doing this purposely, being shady, because she knows that Jackie's food issues are a storyline on the show. And so I felt like Melissa was being shitty in this moment, because she's like, I need my pizza. And she kind of threw a couple of like digs in. And I felt like, Melissa, let's not act like you're eating like a horse every time you go out to eat. Because Melissa, she's a beautiful woman. but. I don't think she's eaten like a full pizza, like a large pizza, a salad, and all this stuff every lunch she goes to. It might happen once in a while, of course, but I don't know. And Jackie's food issues, I feel very I kind of protective of in a weird way. And I mentioned this, I think, when we talked about Jules on Roni. I think food issues are so relatable for so many of us, myself included, that I feel like it's very important to show. And it's very interesting to me because I think those kind of things never leave you. Like they're always, even if you get over like the bad stuff, you still, it's not like you're 
just going to be magically healed and never have food issues. I think, in my experience, they will stick around forever. And so I find it a very interesting thing to show on Housewives. Like, I'm compelled by it. I was compelled when Jules was talking about it. And it can be kind of triggering and hard to watch, but I think it's also important to show for maybe people who don't have, have never had a food issue. I think it's important to see that, like, that shit sticks with you. And if you were anorexic or bulimic at one point in your life, I think that you're never fully healed from it. I, I think. I hope that maybe people are. Oh, it's also revealed in this lunch, though, side note, that Margaret's always naked. <laughs> this was a new development that I really enjoyed. Marge, the Marge, just likes to get naked. I don't care, I just like to get naked. <laughs> My Margaret impression's terrible. Somebody said it sounds like a British Trump. <laughs> British Trump, which, come on. What are you talking about? I'm always naked. <laughs> can't. I do terrible impressions. Anyway, they talk about Jackie's food issues. And I know I, the women talking about it makes me uncomfortable a little bit, but again, it's an important thing, a uh, conversation to have. Then we cut to David and Frank Sr. at din- dinner. I don't care about the men on Housewives. I care about the men on Married to Medicine, not on Housewives. Then, uh, let's see, Jennifer, she's going to be doing some roasting at dinner tonight. So all the women get together. There's lots of floral dress work happening. Teresa, Jackie, Marge, Dolores, they're all wearing florals. Our florals, florals must be in now. Is that a thing? They were all wearing nice florals. They look great. Um, but this is when they get to get dinner and they talk about Danielle. Teresa's defending her. They say that Danielle fucked Marty again. And I need Danielle to be there. Why wasn't she invited on this trip? And if she's not on the trip, don't talk about her. I, I need her there or something. Um, and Margaret's besties with Marty, which is very awkward because she threw him in the pool. Your husband's at the pool. She threw him in the pool. Last season was iconic. She threw him right in the pool. And now they're besties. So then they call Danielle, and it's weird, weird, weird that they call her. Teresa, again, I'm so exhausted by her sticking up for Danielle. But also, on the other hand, I appreciate it because we need some storylines. We need some drama. We need some action on here. So at least Teresa's keeping Danielle around enough. I just wish the other, some of the other women would play ball so we get Danielle in there more. Or we need Teresa to drop Danielle because we can't have this middle girl. Okay, I'm done saying that. I've said that a million times. So then we see Jennifer's Rose. And I loved her doing Teresa's, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. <laughs> her impression of Teresa was really making me laugh. It was good. It was good. She's stand up. She should get a Netflix special. Let's give Jennifer a Netflix special. <laughs> Everyone else is getting one. Let's give Jennifer one. Could you imagine a whole hour of just Jennifer? I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Everyone's getting one nowadays. Let's give Jennifer one. So then she does make fun of Jackie with the food issues, and it made me a little uncomfortable. Now, again, I'd say Jennifer should go on tour with this act. I would go pay a ticket. I I would rather see Jennifer doing these impressions on tour than Countess Luann banging on the bongo. Uh, quite frankly, let's do Jennifer and Friends. Hashtag Jennifer and Friends. Let's have her tour the country instead of Luann. We've all seen Luann already perform. Let's see Jennifer perform. Jennifer does make me a little infuriated, though. Like, I don't know what it is. Um. But let's uh, see, Dolores and Jackie, they make up again. They say, let's just forget about this week, and they all make up. And then Teresa starts breaking glasses. So they start laughing about the trip. Teresa just starts throwing the glasses on the floor and breaking them. Felt bad for the staff that's going to have to clean them up. Uh, but then they go back to Jersey. Teresa goes through old family photos with the girls. And look, Adriana doesn't remember much of her dad. And that's so sad to me. So sad. Then uh, we talk a little bit about Joe Gigi's appeal. Joe Gorga shows up. Nono's there. 
No one's cooking the pork chops. <laughs> We're making pork chops. <laughs> Italian Chewbacca. <laughs> Can't understand Nana at all. He's just making some Italian pork chops. And God bless him. I want Nono to cook for me. I would buy a Nono cookbook. I really would. I feel like he knows how to cook. Those old Italian men, let me tell you something. From experience, those old Italian men, they know how to cook. If you ever had an old Italian man cook you sausage, peppers, and onions, or a, or a pork chop, or a chicken cutlet, nothing better. We need a no-no cookbook. No-no cookbook. So apparently the appeal got denied. Joe is not coming home. And it was interesting, Joe Gorga said to Teresa, you need to start thinking as a business person and stop fighting because your girls are going to need the money. And that was very interesting to me. I found it I found it good. But the episode ended, and I felt really happy that the episode ended because I mostly found it boring. And next week, next week we get Jackie dealing with her food issues with her dad, which sounds interesting. It's also Easter. That was New Jersey, you guys. A boring week on New Jersey, I thought. A boring few weeks on New Jersey. I need to step it up. Step it up, ladies. It's Dallas time. I'm just trying not to step in jizz on the street. You guys, we're still in Thailand and Dallas now. We open with Leanne and Cameron fighting. And Leanne, again, is doing the uh, Carrie Big Bad Mexican thing. It's just been happening too much. It's like, I find it very hard to watch, actually. Uh, Leanne says she didn't want to go to that um, Red Light District show. But then I don't understand why she went. If she didn't want to go, I wish she would have just said no. I don't want to go. I also don't understand why none of the women are saying to Leanne's face when she's saying this thing of like, Carrie's a big bad Mexican. And she's saying this over and over again, which is again, terrible. And I don't know why she keeps saying it, but I don't know why none of the women are saying to her face, Leanne, you can't say that. They're all saying it in their confessionals, but they're not saying it to her face. And I don't understand that. And I wish one of them would. I wish Cameron or Stephanie or whoever is hearing it would say, Leanne, like, you can't say that, or that's inappropriate, or stop saying that. It's offending me whatever. And here's what I believe. I believe that Cameron and Stephanie, because they were the ones who were present, I believe, when Leanne has been saying this, I believe that they didn't think it would be a storyline. I believe that they either thought that Bravo would cut it out, because I'm sort of surprised, to be honest with you, that this is in an episode, because it is offensive, I think. And I'm shocked that it's in the episode, because it is an appropriate offensive, all of those things. And so I believe, and maybe this is me being naive and giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I believe that they thought that if they just didn't comment on it in the moment, then it wouldn't be shown. Uh, Maybe that's crazy of me, but I'm reading into it. I'm thinking, like, how would they not say anything? Because they're only saying something in their confessional. And if I heard someone doing that, even without a camera, I'd say, what the fuck are you saying? Like, stop saying it like that, or it's inappropriate, or I don't know. I'd say something. And then none of them are saying anything. We see them in their confessional. A couple weeks ago, Stephanie said something in her confessional. And then this week, we saw Cameron saying, I don't know why she's saying that. And I just wish to her face, they would say something. And one of these times, I mean, she said it a million fucking times. She keeps saying it. Just say something. And Cameron does rightfully point out, she says, you can't put a noun or a verb in front of a nationality. Correct, Cam. Like, why aren't you saying that to Leanne's face? It's just so baffling to me. Everyone's just letting her do this. And I don't get it. I don't. It's so weird and gross and awful. Uh, uh, I hope we learn more at the reunion about like what the why no one said anything to her face. I did see her online or somewhere say that she was just saying because Carrie kept calling herself that. But then, I mean, the chirpy were. I. It's just icky. It's very icky. It made it makes my like. 
skin crawl a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just wish somebody would call her out. Then we cut to DeAndra and Carrie talking about um, how Leanne was saying that uh, she was making them all feel bad for going to this club, and she was saying Dallas Society's not going to like Cameron for going to this club, and how Leanne has done this in the past. She told Stephanie that Dallas Society's not going to like her for hanging out with Brandy, and then she told DeAndra that Dallas Society's going to like her for something else. And so it is something that's coming up over and over again. DeAndra's really fucking boring this season, you guys. She did do that dress thing, but for the most part, nothing's really happening. Brandy, too, a little bit. A lot of this, nothing's going on with these women. Do you feel that way? I feel like we didn't really have any sort of storylines this season. I don't know. Maybe it was because I had expected so much more Mama D at the beginning, because we had that wonderful scene at the gravestone where Mama D and DeAndra were talking about that business. It seemed so interesting, and then it was just like the end of it. Seemed like such a cock tease. Um, that anyway, uh, then my boyfriend Travis arrives. You know, I love Travis. I feel like Travis, Stephanie's husband, gives the best hugs. I just feel in my bones. I saw him hug, I don't know, Stephanie or Brand. When he hugged Brandy, I thought, you know what? Travis gives a good fucking hug. And you guys know a good hug. I, I try to give a good hug, but I'm very tall. So I feel like I end up always like slouching. And especially if you're short, I feel like if you're around my height, like I give a great hug. But for a short person, I just feel like I don't give a good hug because I'm tall. And I feel like Travis is a good height for a hug. And I just know he does. And I would love him to hug me, to be honest. Then we cut to Leanne. She talks about how she was triggered this trip by so many things. And I do believe that Leanne was triggered because I feel like Leanne's behavior on this entire trip has been very bizarre. And I do believe it seems like something was happening with Leanne this entire trip. And I think she must have been triggered. I, I don't know if it was the elephants or the sex workers or something deeply triggered Leanne and she's acting very bizarre. And I, I will say that I do believe that something happened because I think something happened or some switch because she seems very different in certain ways than we've seen her. Um, not in a good way either. It's been very tough to watch. Um, anyway, then also Carrie, why is no one telling Carrie? We talked a little bit about how no one's telling Leander face that she needs to stop saying these awful things. But why is no one telling Carrie what Leanne did? I feel like they're, they must, that's another reason why I think they must be covering for Leanne or covering for something because they don't think Bravo will air it because no one's reacting to what Leanne has been saying. And that's so bizarre. And no one's going to Carrie on this trip and saying, look, Carrie, uh, Leanne called you a trippy Mexican or something. That's weird. So then we cut to Stephanie planning a very romantic date for Brandy while, while her husband is there. You guys, I loved it. I loved it. It was cheesy, stupid, and I loved it. I love their friendship. That's something I would do with my best friend, my BFF Jill. I feel like I would rather plan, not that I wouldn't want to plan a romantic thing for my boyfriend, but if my best friend was there, it's like I'd rather ask it to hang out. You know, your bestie. Who doesn't love some t- a romantic time with your bestie? Sometimes that's what you need. You just need. A good night out or a good romantic dinner with your bestie. Truly believe it. So then we have a group dinner. Everyone's arguing with Leanne. DeAndre chimes in. Carrie chimes in. They all hate Leanne. And again, this is two sides. It's like everyone versus Leanne, which does not make for an interesting show. Uh, We need layers. I was talking to Brian Moylan. Uh, If you don't read his recaps, you should. But he does great vulture recaps. And he and I, we were chatting the other day and we were talking about how these shows need the layers, which I had mentioned last week on the podcast, but check out Brian's recaps um, on Vulture.com. They're fantastic. But 
this is another example of it. It's like, we don't have any layers. We either are rooting for Leanne or we're rooting for the rest of them. It's two sides and it makes for a boring show. And I, I don't like that. Leanne also was trying to cry at this dinner and it felt to me like she was trying to get out a tear and she couldn't get one out. And I, I don't like when housewives are trying. I do appreciate that they're trying to make some drama happen, but it's like, she was trying to push out a tear and it wasn't happening. Um, and then she walks off and then eventually Brandy walks off. They all walk off and then, then Cameron grabs Brandy's food and just starts eating it. And then literally everyone leaves Cam and Cam's just eating and Cam is doing some great comedy work this whole season. She's just eating alone. There was a montage or a flashback to Cam eating alone on another vacation. She's just taking their meals. She says, uh, you leave, you retreat, I eat. And God bless that. I want it on a pillow. I want it knitted on a pillow and on a wine glass and a koozie. You eat, you retreat, I eat. It's beautiful. And then it was like 20 minutes later. We got on the screen 20 minutes later. <laughs> I love Cam, you guys. She makes me laugh. 20 minutes later, Cam goes back up to the room and she goes up to Leanne. She goes, hey, girl. Hey, girl. And then Leanne just closes the door and locks it and then lets her in. And Leanne cries and they sort of make up, but it's like an odd makeup because then Cameron is like talking shit in her confessional about Leanne. And then even Cam said, I hate the fakeness, but I was thinking she was kind of being fake right to Leanne's face there. So what was that about? So, I don't know. We end the episode with Stephanie staying an extra day with Travis. Did Travis only come to Thailand for two days? That seems like a long trip to go for two days. That seems tough. Long plane ride for two days. Anyway, next week is the season finale. We get a Mama D scene. And then we also get more about like the racism with Leanne. And I think that'll be interesting because we'll finally be talking about it on the o- in the open. Because up till this point, it's been very bizarre to me that they're not mentioning it. But next week, apparently, it all comes to a head. I'm glad it's the finale, because this season of Dallas, whoo, boy, rough stuff. Rough stuff, I believe. And I've loved Dallas. I've championed Dallas from the beginning, but this season's not good. It ain't good, people. Anyway, that's the episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Please, on Friday, come out to see me at the live shows. Last time when the live show tickets went on sale, they sold out very, very quickly. So if you want to come see me, I hope you'll get a ticket or get a friend a ticket for the holidays. Come see me. It'll be a fun night out. I promise we'll be talking Housewives. We'll be talking Bravo. Whatever's going on on Bravo, we'll be chatting about it. We'll be recapping. I have a very fun opening of the show that plays that I... Uh, it's really special. And I hope you guys will come. So come, come, come. Get those tickets. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I have to mention the tour t-shirts. We have special tour t-shirts that were just previously available at the live shows in New York and LA. And we have them on sale now for the holidays. So if you want one of those, go to everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. It's a few different t-shirts than what you'll find on the Threadless shop. And we also have the Wow Bethany Wow shirts there for $19.99 for the holidays, so you can order one of those. Again, that's everythingiconic.store. Or if you want one of the other ones, they're at the Everything Iconic Threadless shop. So there's two different places, uh, but the tour ones are on sale, so they're a little bit cheaper than the Threadless shop. And there's a couple different variations that you'll find there. Everythingiconic.store. Wow! If you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. For $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. More importantly, you're just helping to support the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And get fancy F cocktails. It makes a great gift. Ugh, I feel so gross, you guys, doing all that promo.
I'm sorry to do it, but you know, I gotta pay the bills here. Gotta make the rent. Gotta get the lights on, keep the lights on here. I have home goods things to buy. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Let's do a little cool down. I'll take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in and just hold it and just clear your mind, clear your mind, breathe out. I know this time of year is stressful. So much going on, family, friends, gifts. Try to take some time to just clear your head, have some laughs, or just uh, you know take the holiday in without being stressed. I love you all so much for listening. Have a great day, great week. Bye-bye. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Asia!